0: to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with way, go to the way T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code heel squad for 15% off any product. That's the way T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code Heal squad. Trust me, you won't regret it.
1: Coming up on today's better together. You can actually get physiological symptoms from being in your workplace When it doesn't align with your purpose, it's a real thing, and you might think to yourself, "Oh my gosh, it's stress, or you know, it's allergies, or something like that," and only to find that it really is that you are are creatively suppressed (laughs) on a level that it's it's keeping you from being yourself completely, and uh, and that's where I was, where I said, "You know what? I've got to build." an exit strategy. And I think that for a lot of us who are in the mindset of, this is something I wanna do, but the fear is so overwhelming that we can't leap. It's because we're imagining jumping into a black void rather than painting the picture of the place we want to go. And that's what I did that was different. So I never think of it as quitting my job. I think of it as hiring myself.
2: <laughs> hey, everybody. It's uh, Better Together with Maria Menunos. Of course, I'm not Maria Menunos, I'm Kevin Undergar, her husband, a.k.a. Mr. Maria Menunos, And if you see a little extra bob in my head, it's because I had a great uh, pre-meeting with our guest today. God, like we're already finishing each other's sentences, and like, yeah, we're. It's one of those things. I think we've. It's true. I think we we've known each other for a long time without having known each other. She's already making me laugh, and we're already venting about things we probably shouldn't. We won't go over on the air, but anyway, listen. <laughs> let's start with the quote of the day. The very thing that makes you weird is what makes you perfect for your business. Mm. That is from oh Nicole Walters. Uh, she's got me all fired <laughs> up. Our, our guest today, Nicole Walters, is a former top-selling corporate exec who quit her job live on Periscope in front of 10,000 people. Since then, she has become a leading business strategist and the founder and CEO of the Inherit Learning Company, which helps entrepreneurs launch their ventures. She's also the star of the series She's the Boss, on the USA Network. But just when you think it's all about business with Nicole, you'll find out it's anything but Nicole's the proud mother of three adopted daughters, one of whom she helps survive cancer. And someone who credits faith in God for her success. A bright and timely light who navigates hard work and success with care and compassion. The heel squad, better together, and even me are really, <laughs> really <laughs> excited to welcome <laughs> Nicole Walters. Hey, Nicole.
1: Hey Kevin, I'm so glad to be here.
2: Thank you for coming. This Nicole, um, there's so much, uh, there's so much in you because there's, there's such a a map and a blueprint for other people to follow in terms of success. You are, um, are you immigrant or first generation?
1: Oh, you know it. I'm first generation. I mean, honestly, Kevin, yes. this is going to be the best chat that anyone's ever listened to because it's going to be like two friends literally hanging out, <laughs> keeping it <laughs> all real. I
2: love her. Look, so, okay, so you're first gen you've, mm-hmm. you've got the immigrant parents. Yep. Um, you know, tell me some of the things that, cause, cause listen, she goes on to be very, very successful, but mm-hmm. she has her bumps in the road. Like many mm-hmm. of us, she stands her ground. She takes that moment, takes charge of her life and all that. But mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated, like the ingredients that your parents put into you yes. so we can learn as parents, you know, and take that away. So some of, tell me some of the things about growing up that made you Nicole.
1: Well, I mean, it's a combination, right? Cuz I mean, you you know exactly what it is when you're first generation or you grow up with those parents who just want a different path for you. You know, they are putting all the things into the blue collar, you know, effort saying, look, you got to know how to do the work. You need to be humble. You need to be willing to sweep the floors of the, of the very stadium that you may be speaking on this stage in. So, I mean, that was the ethic, the work ethic and the mindset that my parents gave me that you, you know, no job is too big and you can't lead if you're not willing to follow. But Knowing all of that, they also taught me on the same hand that I was, you know, destined for great things and that they were struggling and working hard in hopes that my future would look different and brighter. And uh, but that came with the pressure too, right? Yes, be a doctor or a lawyer. Yes, you that's have
2: two it. Choices. Yes, <laughs> doctor, lawyer, or business person. That's what or I engineer. had. A, or I could also be engineer. This oh, one is also good. <laughs> God bless them, but they wanted what was best for you, and I understand. Stability. Stability, yes. But oh my god, you need a job with benefits. You You need but
1: who's gonna be your four (laughs) oh one K? No,
2: but you know what? Listen, honor and bless them because right, their intentions were amazing. And by the way, that's not a bad path for other people, but
1: Absolutely. Just for my, I mean, I should say for our personalities, I mean, you don't want to sit next to me in a cubicle. I'm going to talk your ear off. I'm going to complain about how this isn't done right. Right. Like, you
2: don't want me at your office. (laughs) (laughs) So, so any brothers and sisters, any siblings?
1: Yes, I'm the eldest child, of course. So I have oldest. one sister, younger, okay. seven years younger.
2: Who had an easier path, of course.
1: Much easier. Yes. I mean, obviously I'm like the other mom, you know what I mean? Right. So I am I had a, just this morning, she texted me like, I really have a craving for that popcorn I had while I was at your house. She's 30, by the way. Mm-hmm. I sent her the mm-hmm. link. And then 10 minutes later, I was like, I have a shipment headed your way. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, of course. Well, 30 is the new 20, as you know. So
1: that's right. It is.
2: Well, I hope so. And 40 is the I new 30 so. and 50. Is, it, no, it really is that way. I'm seeing it more and more. So but Nicole, is it true you went to boarding school? I did. I
1: did. My So my, I went to a very special boarding school. I grew up really poor. My dad was a cab driver. My mom was a secretary at a boating insurance company. So they just didn't have it. But I tested high. I had a strong aptitude for intellect, you know, whether mm-hmm. or not that means you can read a book pretty well. I seem to get things pretty quickly. So they sent me to this uh, top tier school that was actually on a full scholarship. And it was in the middle of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, wow. And it was founded by a huge entrepreneur, Milton Hershey. So, okay, so I we mean, can one second from, one second. To just stop. I'm sorry,
2: this is this is Kev not Maria's uh this isn't I know it's Maria's show guys, but I just had a Kev A D D moment. Please tell me you've been to Hershey Park. <laughs> yeah, oh have I?
1: Right. I, I can tell you by oh, smelling the air. Chocolate what for days. At the
2: I want to go so bad. Please end the pandemic so we can drive there. It's oh, it's a thing.
1: We're doing it together. Yes, yes, we're doing it together. I want
2: to. Okay, I'm so sorry. So let's go. Let's go back to boarding school because I was just I met with a. uh, I was getting something altered in our little town here in Connecticut, and I I love hearing people's stories. I love people who figure shit out. By the way, yes, and immigrants figure shit out.
1: Yes, they do. They have to. Right, they
2: just figure shit out. So Maria's Mm -hmm. parents always figured it out, Mm -hmm. and um, I was fascinated by this woman i don't know how we got talking but she homeschooled her three children and i actually want to bring her on the show and i said wow. can, can i ask you something you they end up the kids end up going on to be very successful one had a chronically uh, uh a chronic illness like your her middle mm-hmm. daughter too like yours yes she found a way to combat that combat Amazing. that and they ended up going to high school two of them and they just were bored because they knew more than the other kids. Of course. And in the areas they wanted to pursue. One was computers, and I forget what the other one was, culinary arts. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, 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 when I said to Kelsey... homeschooling and boarding schools have these stigmas mm-hmm. where it's like the boarding schools where the rich sent their kids cause yes. they didn't love them. Yes. And yes. the, the homeschool was for the weirdos. Yes. And I'm like, you know, it was, so it was interesting to hear like a lady who figured it out and she's like, oh, yeah. no. And every, you know, and, and so I love to hear that. Boarding school was enriching for you. It's not weird
1: at all. It's actually something that it really is based on the type of kid you're raising. And it's part of why I'm successful. I was the kid in college that knew how to do their laundry. I was the adult that already understood finances. I mean, it was really just if you have a kid that's inclined towards independence, then you should see that in them and approach it, whether or not it's boarding school or helping them start their first business. It's important that you treat each kid individually. And boarding school helps with that.
2: Right. It's like coaching too. Even I always say, whether Mm -hmm. it's i'm i'm a hollywood career coach i don't yes. get paid to do it but i get paid in good karma that's why i say 10 percent good karma is <laughs> right. my fee but i will always i go into it like everyone's different so yes you, I, it's like so what will motivate this person mm-hmm. what will like you know and and you're right we have to look at everybody independently and rather than that cookie cutter kind of way
1: that's right. That's right. And I mean, that's what makes for a great coach. I know when I'm working with my clients, uh, so many of them come to me and you probably experienced this as well, where they'll sit down with you and say, well, this is what I want. And this is what the way it should work. And this is how it should Ooh, go. Yeah. And you're like, look, like I'm bringing my experience to the table to let you know that we've got to tailor it to you. And we've also got to be responsive to the opportunities that show up. Yes. And that's why you work with a coach because they know what's coming and they know how to pivot. Yes. So I hear you.
2: yeah, and and it, you know and again, I don't know why this keeps coming up recurring and all the successful people I interview on this dumb mm-hmm. blessed to interview thing with Maria being out right now, but it's that awareness. Yes. and if you don't have the awareness, a, a coach someone like you does to say, mm-hmm. Mm-mm, this is this is what's going on. Yes. But then you have to buy into that too.
1: Absolutely. Well, I mean, also taking that risk and having that faith, isn't that what entrepreneurship and being in Hollywood is all about? Yes. Because we're all raised to be told that what we need is that nine to five. And a nine to five is great. I mean, make no mistake. I have many a day where I wish I had paid time off and a boss I could clock in for so I could be done at five. Yeah, And
2: and the benefits and yes. And the benefits
1: and all that stuff. Sure. But I mean, the truth is in entrepreneurship and in Hollywood, you've got to say to yourself, look. I'm going to take that risk. When you sign up for something like a reality show, like She's the Boss, I mean, the truth is anything could happen. You know, I mean, as much as I know my family and I, I know the message I want to put out in the world, when you trust those guys on the other side of the camera to capture and edit and put it together the right way, I mean, it's a risk. And I'm grateful because at least with this show, it definitely paid off. But the, big, are seeing exactly but the bigger the
2: risk, and by the way, like, listen, I, I, I think when people really get to know you, and the interviews I've seen have been too limited. I'm so glad we have time. And I i know yes. we're going to have you back on a variety. Because for, for me, it's like there's motherhood you can speak mm-hmm. to. There's entrepreneur you can speak to. There's, a, you know, a, being um, a, a person of color that you can speak yes. to. Being an immigrant, you know, yes. like parents who don't get you. There's so many things with you. Mm-hmm. I think when people just get to know you, they'll fall in love with you. Then the show's going to follow.
1: Oh, you see what I'm it. saying? You. you know what I mean?
2: Let them get to know you and and everything else will follow like because again like i we could talk about she's the boss it's on usa network guys check it out you know because you you, but if when you get to know nicole you're gonna see why you want to keep following her listening to her podcast watching her show and even being part of her business and then the other but but to me it's backing up to me the courage isn't doing a reality show i know for a lot of women i know they're afraid of that kind of stuff, so I get it. But sure, but it's well, because a,
1: people are mean. they yeah, people are mean and toxic, you know? and
2: you're right. And especially all of it. with your
1: kids out there. That's it. The yeah, part. it's
2: scary. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a free billboard for you.
1: It that is. no I one mean, else it's, could get. It's strategic, get. obviously. Yes. I think anyone who understands business knows there's right. a reason behind it. But I think that what's great is it's timely. And you probably picked this up right away. I mean, look at the world we're living in right now. Yes. You know, there's so we need much this. doom and gloom yes. and negativity. And we need what's you. great about our show and our opportunity is you get to see a you know black woman of color playing a lead role, you know, in an interfaith, interracial, blended family, you know, with, with adopted kids Adopt- that were- Adopted Kids. older, yeah. you know, I mean, it just, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing and it's it what is. we need
2: right now. It is what we need mm-hmm. to, to me, but to me, the courage was quitting the job on, <laughs> on Periscope that, because I think that's more relatable to, Sure, I think a lot of people will get into a fantasy mindset of like, someday I'll be an influencer, or a reality star, like mm-hmm. someday my nighting in armor will mm-hmm. come or I'll win the lottery. Yep. We all have yep. those like daydreams and it's fun. absolutely. But the, the, there is a reality of like, you know what? I, I am not living my purpose at this job.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm afraid to quit because I'm going to lose my benefits or of I'm going to lose the co- That to me is the most, re- that's the, the thing that our fans from the heel squad need to mm-hmm. hear is that part of your journey, Nicole. So t- take me to like, you're working like your job. Was. Yeah. And yeah. what goes through your head to go, you know, what, what made you make the turn and, mm-hmm. um, And then I want to hear how it all went down. But so tell me you're working at this job and you're successful. Yeah. So, I mean, I did all the things my
1: parents told me to do. Right. So I have this corporate job. I'm in my cube. I'm clocking in and I'm really successful. I'm the youngest person in my division. It's because I'm a hard worker. Right. But the problem is I'm unfulfilled. I mean, I can tell that I'm not using all my gifts and that I'm going to have to just sit here all day and, and serve a purpose that not only isn't my own, but doesn't really align with where I'm positioned in the world to make an impact. And as you get older, it just eats at you where you start saying to yourself, is this where I should be spending my time? Is this where I'm using my gifts, my best? And I just couldn't stop listening to that call. It just was getting louder and louder.
2: Nicole, have you seen friends who it's eaten at them so much that they get sick?
1: Absolutely. Physically. Absolutely. Yes. You can actually get physiological symptoms from being in your workplace when it doesn't align with your purpose. It's a real thing. And you might think to yourself, oh my gosh, it's stress or, you know, it's allergies or something like that. And the only to find that it really is that you are, are creatively suppressed <laughs> on a level that it's, it's keeping you from being yourself completely. And, uh, and that's where I was, where I said, you know what. I've got to build an exit strategy. And I think that for a lot of us who are in the mindset of this is something I want to do, but the fear is so overwhelming that we can't leap. It's because we're imagining jumping into a black void rather than painting the picture of the place we want to go. And that's what I did. That was different. So I never think of it as quitting my job. I think of it as hiring myself.
2: I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, so, so you, you you we understand we're not living our purpose. Okay. I love this idea of now exit strategy. So it wasn't a matter of I'm not living my purpose and you get out of your cubicle and march Set down to the buyer. corner of the office Come yeah out. and say <laughs> I'm up right I, well people do that because they people react do they don't respond they they snap mm-hmm. and then they go oh, what did Thanks. i do <laughs> And now yeah. I'm a double loser because I was in a job that I, I, I either wasn't being treated well, wasn't appreciated, or mm-hmm. wasn't living my fulfillment. That was one loss. Now it's a second loss because I don't have a good recommendation or yep. good reference or whatever. So so now tell me you, you've moved mentally into now I'm going to create an exit mm-hmm. strategy. Tell mm-hmm. me about that. So let's talk
1: about what you just said, the self-fulfilling prophecy of not being successful. So part of us, are so, we're so scared to quit that we get to the point where we explode finally quit that job and then we wonder why it's not working why it isn't coming together it's because you weren't prepared not because you couldn't do it but because you didn't prepare and i just didn't want that to be the case right. so and also i had these you know kids that i was committed to that i needed to make sure i was you know providing for so i started building actually a little bit on the side i call it homing from work right you know and yeah. stealing my time back so Ooh. i was doing that you know and i was generating revenue on the side like crazy just helping people in a one-off way saying, yeah, I can help you figure out your legal. I can help you figure out your financial, your business can succeed. And finally it got to the point where I needed my time more than my company. could. They couldn't afford me. That was basically how it went. I, I couldn't say no to the opportunities in front of me. So I had to quit. I didn't even have a choice. So I I had been sharing this journey online because people were saying, how are you doing this? How are you preparing? I was sharing it online. And then finally the quit day came and I said, guys, so I'm going to go quit. I'll be right back. (laughs) And my whole audience held me to the table. You know what happened, Kevin? Everyone was like, no, 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 no. You will do this live. (laughs) So I hopped on the phone. I called my boss and I said, you know what? I know that my provision resides in my purpose. That's where I've got to go. And I am out of here. And my boss said, you know what, if you love it and it pays you, you shouldn't be here. And when I heard Good that, boss. From who'd been working in this role for 30 years, the person that I thought was goals, I was like, could I get any more confirmation? Talk about everything aligning. Yeah. I'm out. So I left and I never looked back. That was it. And mm-hmm.
2: I love so so nights and weekends. I always say that too, mm-hmm. guys. You got to surrender your nights and weekends. Do for your sure job during the time. day, right? Yeah. But then nights and weekends have got to go for the uh, the sure. exit to the exit strategy or the escape mm-hmm. the escape tunnel, as I used to call yes, it.
1: Yes, escape tunnel. Yes, <laughs>
2: you know. Um, wow. Yeah. So okay. So now then, I'm also fascinated with your business, which helps mm-hmm. people, and I have a funny feeling it's women. That mainly come to you, which I love um, because I do, again, my mom was a very strong, independent woman, Mm -hmm. and my wife is, but I see that all the, um, I've had, we joke, I'm the corporate wife, so I've (laughs) had to see what my poor husband has had to deal with at work and all the limitations and it's and i like i get because i still in my heart of hearts every bit of man i just want to hit oh, something yeah. i want to hit someone or something right because i get frustrated but i but i so i really do root for women because <laughs> uh god are they, such a um important part of the work community and they contribute yes. so much and we are better together like the offices of, of diversity have been the most profitable and successful always
1: absolutely absolutely um, so, so yes, I work with women and it's great to empower them because a lot of women um, that work with me are women who are either already in corporate and just trying to build that strategy, but they just, they lack the tools or they're yes. women who are stay-at-home moms that are saying, look, I'm meant for something more. more yeah. And the gap that I get to stand in is just so fun for <sighs> me because I believe everyone has an area of excellence. We have a place where I we agree. really thrive, right? But and a zone it, of genius.
2: Yes, but see, but Nicole, sometimes- it could be parenthood, right?
1: Totally. Absolutely. And but if you that is your zone of genius, that's great. But it doesn't mean it can't be profitable. You know, if you are excellent at getting your kids out the door and with their lunches mm-hmm. and to school on time, there is a mom out there that will pay you for those same strategies. And I help monetize that package that make it accessible so that that way that mom also doesn't. Have- all right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. to compromise her values and her family first right so it's just that sweet spot
2: you know what i always say too it's like um i just will i have in, in coaching people in hollywood i'll like for instance i'll have someone who's like i'll say what do you just love to do yes. I, I don't want to say no come on tell me i i love to play video games
1: mm-hmm. all right how long do
2: you how many hours do you play honestly oh, i don't want to say come on mm-hmm. let's just say i don't know it's 50 hours a week mm-hmm. i'll say okay then i'll say can you play 60 or 65 and like what i'm like let's put 15 hours a week into monetizing that's right right so whatever it is around that because now it's already something you love when i was younger i would say let's say i don't let's just say drag racing became the new thing and everyone in the hollywood wanted drag racing i would just say to a host all right you're, you're gonna get into drag racing that's right and but as I've gotten older, that works for the Nicoles and Marias who are just mm-hmm. all the F in on everything. Just driven. Right. right. And you're like, I'm in. Like, cause look I'll at do you. it. Whatever. You're we'll just win. as excited about Hershey Park Ask going to park as you are this interview as you are you ready right. so i like, think this marie's the same way mm-hmm. dancing with the stars wrestling whatever that's right i'm so, gonna win no matter what and, and or <laughs> or it's gonna be so much effing fun let's do it yeah let's be part of this like uh, right but that and i think a lot of that's an immigrant spirit too it that is. it's that like we're gonna go to a new land and, and that's right and we're not afraid to leave home but i i've learned with other people that um they're not like that so then it's like you find what they love and go okay that's so right. you wait Wait, why are we throwing out the baby out with the bathwater, no pun intended, with your being an amazing father or mother? Yes. You're amazing at that. I honor that. That's incredible. And you know what? You have figured it out. And there's a, there's a value in that. And then how do we now, if, if if 80 or 90 or 100 hours a week are going into the motherhood, getting activities and this and that, and volunteering and all mm-hmm. that stuff, okay, how do we put in more time to that and make it profitable. So I love and make it. It's it pro- genius. You
1: nailed it. And Kevin, I mean, I think as someone who's been, you know, building and independent for so long, you know, that there are the moments that where you have the highs and the lows. Yeah. And if you are in one of those valleys in your business, your entrepreneurship, your Hollywood chase, your parenting, you name it. If you're not doing something you love, how the heck are you going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to get out of it with your health and with your mind intact? Mm-hmm. And, and to show up in all the places we have to show up, like parenting and our marriages. So it really is why, strangely enough, same question I start with, what makes your heart sing? What is it that you want to do? Because if I can figure that out, if we can nail that, all we have to do is apply formulas to get you paid for it. But if you don't love it, well, then I can't get you out of the Valley, you know, when it gets hard and I can guarantee that it will get hard. So let's make sure that when it's hard, you still are able to hold your why and that vision in front of you.
2: Yeah. Let's go over the why again, um, because, you know, we, it's interesting interviewing people on this show. I, Everyone has says things in a different way, but they're all saying the same mm-hmm. thing, which I think is yes. cool. What makes your heart sing? I love that asking yourself to, to begin with, and then, mm-hmm. but let's get into the why. I've heard it explained yeah. many other times, but it seems like such a cool formula in discovering mm-hmm. your career path or your life path.
1: Mm-hmm. So, explain the why to me. Yeah. So the why for me at my core is my family. You know, um, and the way that we show up in the world. So our family value is do what you say you will do. It's about integrity. It's about showing up completely. And it's about honoring, you know, not just our word, but our relationship with our neighbors. That's how we are. So everything we do, if we say, Hey, I'll take care of the dishes. It's because I want to be a person who does what they say they will do. Hey, I will pay that bill. It's because I I said I would, you know, so that value system is a huge. So that's your,
2: why. that's your why. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it is the why I wake up in the morning. What is the why? Why I Well, I mean,
1: so, I mean, I'm a person of faith, right? So as a Christian, as a, you know, a God girl, right? Which I think a lot of people, especially if you're in entrepreneurship or Hollywood, you find yourself saying, look, I need to align with something or else I'll spiral out of control pretty quickly. And for me, that's part of the why is I feel like I've been placed here with a specific purpose. And uh, there's actually a Bible verse about it where it's like all of our gifts that we have were given to us, not just for us to use for ourselves, but specifically to use in service of others. Yeah, and again, we- so, keep
2: hearing that too, that's about right. service so, like, to others means, and how valuable it is.
1: That's right. So that means that if I were to take my gift and just keep it to myself, well, that means that I was delivered from a, a level of suffering that someone else is still in and I'm not using my story to help save them. How, like, how dare I? You know what I mean? How selfish of me. You
2: just gave me and a big breakthrough too. Yeah, Nicole, yeah. you just gave me a breakthrough because I always said I have this OCD thing about wasted talent.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and i never know why you, right but, it picks oh you up. even famous athletes that i don't even know i've like reached out and said no it's not over for you it's what are you doing your, your mind is a... and so i've always had this thing and now i realize it's because yeah they're not thanks to you they're not sharing their gifts
1: They're not sharing their gifts. And there's someone else out there who's still in that moment, that mindset, that thing that you've been delivered from. And yet here you are sitting there with the answers and not sharing them. You can't take them with you. I'm more scared of leaving this earth with my answers than I am of possibly failing and trying to deliver them to someone else. So that's why I show up every day. And
2: I love your generation for that because I can tell you how many old timers I know that held on to the information
1: kevin uh, we're from what, the same generation yeah, Stop
2: are on. we no i don't think yeah, so. Yeah, we are <laughs> no, I'm, I'm an elderly gentleman uh but but no but i've known so many people i'm uh, even like i'm, I'm waiting until i write my book one day i'll write a book one day and I, and or they just kept the information to themselves i'm like why like, even why? you're you retired you, you already like mm-hmm. the game's over for you 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 got mm-hmm. you won share it Well, and people don't understand, like people
1: like me, and it's funny, I love this conversation because it's so real and I never get to have these, but people like me, we truly, like the child of an immigrant, my parents don't understand the work I'm doing. You know, if you ask my mom, she's like, oh, my daughter, she's Oprah. That's what she does every day. She's Oprah. (laughs) Mom, I'm not Oprah. I'm not. That's not what I do. (laughs) Yeah, but I love that. You know, they don't get it, but I don't have that mentor, you know, when I go to my parents and I say, "Hey, I'm looking to invest," you know, the the extra million dollars we made this year. My parents are like, "And," you know, like when I go and say I want to buy a house in this neighborhood, they don't know how to do that stuff. And so, if it wasn't for the people who went before me and made those decisions and planned those things out and branched into things and took risk, I would not be here. I people like me are only great because of the people who've gone before us and shared their answers. Right. So it's like. You have to. You just have to.
2: So, so Nicole, beyond schooling, did Mm -hmm. did you read biographies? Did you go on YouTube? Like, what? What? Tell me, like, what some of your hacks were?
1: So, um, even though I've been well educated. I'm not a big proponent for the classic education. I kind of think of it as it's important, right? It teaches you how to be on time, have deadlines, turn in things, sure. But at the end of the day, you know, do you really want a doctor who only did four years of medical school or do you want one that's practiced for 25 years? So I'm always chasing behind people who have done it. So if I have a plumber come to my house, I'm staring over his shoulder and I'm asking him questions. And that's mm-hmm. the way that I've learned. So even now in talking to you, I'm a glutton for the knowledge. I'm taking everything that you you're saying in and I'm saying, hey, how are you going to apply this later? How are you going to use this to fire yourself up? And how are you going to share this? Because maybe that tidbit's not for you, Nicole. Maybe it's for someone that you're working with to like help inspire their life. And you were just blessed to be positioned to gather that info for them. So that's how I learn. I just take every moment, whether it's at my dry cleaner, who's been in business for 25 years or at my, um, you know, my whole foods walking through the aisles and seeing, Hey, how are they stacking the merchandise? What are they doing with their clearance items to get them off the shelf in order to make sure i can apply it and grow
2: yes and so there's that awareness mm-hmm. you know i'll always say to people in business guys it listen i know it's going to really oversimplify but i always say just take Coca and make pepsi Yes. Take Cadillac yes. and make Lexus. You don't yes. have to invent the wheel. Like, so look at another brand that's close to yours or whatever it is you want to do. Study that brand and say, okay, now how do I do it better and how do I do it my way? But I think stores like um, McDonald's, Target, you know, mm-hmm. that that are always changing colors, growing. I'm always mm-hmm. looking at why are they using They're this evolving. color? Yeah, always evolving. Mm-hmm. But with many, many, many millions of dollars worth of research and data and marketing that regular people like us don't have, but they, they have Access to. but we can watch. And I love that you're in the, watching the clearance times and what's selling. Like mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by that stuff. But I think if you want to be in business and sell services to other people, then mm-hmm. I always say to people, like I I'll say to my host at AfterBuzz, I'll say, think like a consumer. You all act like one. We all buy, we buy yes. this and we buy, but so it's easy to think like one, what would you buy and what would Absolutely. other people buy?
1: Kevin, you nailed it. I mean, what's interesting is we say the same thing in a different language. So I always tell my students and my clients, look, you admire Steve Jobs because you're thinking he's this great innovator. He didn't invent the phone. All he did was take buttons Mm -hmm. off of it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like that is what, that's (laughs) what he did. So you're out here chasing the next great idea. But in reality, odds are there's something you're already doing, whether it's meal planning or a certain fitness routine, or, you know, the way that you organize your kids or whatever.
0: to Do anything else, it is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the way T H E O U A I dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo
1: code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. And there's if you can just find a thousand people out there who love that exact same, who have that same problem and need your solution. And each of those thousand people pays you a hundred dollars one time the math on that is a hundred thousand dollars i'm good
2: i'm good you don't need everybody no you don't need
1: everyone no overhead a hundred thousand dollars from finding your thousand true fans it's not that
2: hard i say all the time people a small loyal audience can be far more profitable than a giant one i can tell you nicole about celebrities who have many many millions of followers Mm
1: mm-hmm and make no money.
2: they my clients. That's right. Yeah. No. And they'll they'll turn around. Listen, and they'll say, I I, I don't want to name names because I don't want to embarrass anybody. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. will tell you one person who would say, oh, buy this. Uh, can you donate to my charity or buy my mm-hmm. book or whatever? And f- millions. And when I say like probably 30 or 40 million followers, they might get about $50,000. That's right. Then I have other friends who have a million followers who will say, Hey guys, I I haven't made a movie in a while. I want to direct my own film and the budget's uh a million dollars and in 2 weeks they have 2.5 million and they had to yes. shut down the account. So yep. I always say like a loyal a small loyal audience can be more valuable in many times, you know, then oh, in
1: all the ways, Absolutely. I love hearing all the
2: ways. Yeah, all
1: the ways. And then you also have to remember that uh, you have to give people something to buy, right? You know, that's a huge part of the business is that I think that a lot of us get caught up. And I mean, you're not like this, Kevin, you're about sharing your answers, you yeah. know, but we get so caught up in the fame and just the attention of it, the uh, the vanity metrics, the, the numbers the that give us validations, metrics. the follows, the likes, the comments that we lose sight of, again, our purpose. So what are you giving back to these people? for these likes, these follows. It's a, it's a circular relationship. So if I'm here giving answers all the day, I have no problem with them committing to our relationship financially for me to continue giving those answers and expanding on them. So, I mean, that's in, it's an honor for me to step on a stage and then continue that relationship with people externally by giving them products and opportunities and things through my company. So, I mean, it's, interesting because i work with a lot of celebrities and i work with a lot of reality stars who say yeah. i've got five million followers and i can't make six figures a year consistently you know and it's because yes. of exactly what you said right now where yes. th- they like the likes you know they like the comments what but did you say about the i want you focus. to trademark
2: that what did you say vanity metrics
1: vanity metrics yes. i
2: love that <laughs> so people get wrapped up in in vanity metrics like mm-hmm. oh look at all the likes i got or all the comments I received, Mm -hmm. but not looking at the fiscal end of it.
1: The real numbers that matter, that's right.
2: The real numbers that matter is how we feed ourselves, how we take, you know, and all that stuff is fleeting.
1: That's right, and Kevin, you know, I mean, ultimately we're talking about money and stuff here, but it's not because the money is all that matters. because it's it's no, money's no. A, tool. It's a tool. And so for me, you know, having grown up without it, you know, growing up in intense poverty, I've seen what money's allowed me to do. Yeah. Money's allowed me to take my three daughters off of the street. We met them, you know, on the side of a Baltimore street panhandling, you know, and Oh my God, wait, oh.
2: what? Okay. Put, oh, a, yeah. put a pin in that. We're going to stay on <laughs> business. Then we have to move over to that. Right, I didn't course. know, but, but listen, but that money saved The middle daughter. Listen, I have a mother-in-law right now who's my mom and had a few months to live. We're in year five and I have to always remind my wife Mm -hmm. because of your fame, all the work we've done, the money as a tool. Yes, Yes. that's the tool that's kept her here.
1: That's right. Yeah. I was able to pay my bills in full, yes. and it was something like a quarter million dollars for her yeah. care. And I think about the decisions I made in fear. I mean, I did them while I was scared. It's not like the fear went away. I was launching things and building things and serving people and taking meetings that I didn't feel like I was ready for. But I didn't know that I was actually getting ready for the big fight, which was this cancer battle. She had stage four lymphoma and she was 17 years old and she did her chemo in half the time and is fully recovered and in survival now with uh, with a next to zero chance of recurrence again of course you know
2: she is. of course she is so oh my god don't, I'm I was about to go down that rabbit hole of toxic positivity Someone, Someone I'm this on the show and I just was like wait I I, I, I anyway sorry <laughs> all right the adD moment all right, I I want to go what? back I'm gonna go back to the children in that journey yeah, um, yeah, yeah. let's uh, you're staying on this business um on the business end of things what is some of the what is What are some of the things that hurt the entrepreneurs who reach out to you? What's some of the things that are crippling them or, you know, preventing them from reaching success?
1: I would say the biggest thing is uh, fear, but it's not just fear of starting or fear of success. It's actually the fear that keeps them from moving when they're already in the opportunity. I can't tell you how many people are literally sitting in their transformative moment and they don't want to move. So they'll sit there and they'll say, I just got a great job offer. I'm too afraid to take it. I just got a great interview. I'm not sure if I can do it. I just got, you know, and it's like, it's already arrived. It's yes. already shown up. Awareness. Walk through the door. See, there's that awareness
2: know? the universe is speaking mm-hmm. to, you, but so many people don't listen.
1: It's rising to meet you because you're showing up. And uh, unfortunately, that's really where I find that you know, the cream rises to the top, the 1% of people who are willing to walk through that door and accept whatever's on the other side are the people who keep winning. It's the people who say to themselves, I did all this work to arrive here. And now I'm too afraid to accept the thing that I've earned. They're the ones that, um, unfortunately you just don't see hit the other side. Yeah. What do you
2: do with them though? Is there any way to break through to them, Nicole?
1: So the hardest part is not um, holding, you know, what they're going through as my own, right? Because I have to remember that they do need to walk through that door by themselves. I want to empower them because it's that first step that gets them through all the other doors behind them because it doesn't stop, right? But, you know, it's really letting them know, hey, let's paint a vision. What's on the other side? You are prepared. Um, I call it holding up a mirror so I can remind them who they are. So Mm -hmm. they're sitting there with visions of what they think they can do. And instead, my job is just to say, no, no. no, no, no. this is who you are. Look right here. You have accomplished this. You have earned this. You did the work. Everything on the other side, you deserve. So step through and collect it.
2: Is there any therapies or things like that that you recommend in terms of helping them break through or maintaining?
1: hundred percent. So I go to therapy. I think that's one of the things that is often, um, you know, especially as a, like I said, a faith-based person, you know, I think of a therapist as a, uh, you know, it's a doctor for my brain, right? I wouldn't go see my pastor if my foot hurt, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where I'm a big, I'm big in therapy and I actually do EMDR, which is a specific type of therapy for uh, people who've gone through things like PTSD, but it works excellently for high performers where you're basically reprogramming any preconceived Instructed beliefs that were imprinted on you so that that way you learn you don't have to receive messaging that was put on you at a young age uh you know and apply that to your future stay present know your worth know who you are and show up completely
2: emdR we yeah it's amazing yes it's transformative it is transformative and I think mm-hmm. you just said something too about the messaging you heard that's right right and I think that is another thing we're discovering is these messages we heard as mm-hmm. children and uh you know we we on the show suffer individually here from those things. Of and I know they are manif- they have manifest themselves in physical health, but then yep. also in other areas of success. So what were some of the things, um, do you mind revealing when you- oh,
1: Of course, yeah, sure. Childhood I mean, we're having a real. there's no one else here. It's just me and you right, right now. That's true, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Just us hanging out. I was like, who else is here right now? Well, it so, just helps, um, it helps,
2: you know this too, Nicole. It mm-hmm. just helps other people here. Like, look, it, I'll take it to my wife, Maria. Beautiful girl bright light just like you Mm -hmm. just beautiful the giant smile like you and just Mm -hmm. like but you know what what i'm always trying to relate to people is the relatability of maria is that she is a she was also the child immigrants they didn't have food and she bleeds she cries she hurts you know and and i think it's important for people to know That it's not easy, it was never easy, and she has her blind spots too, and is currently, the reason she's not doing the show right now is because she's working on those.
1: That's right. So
2: that's why I love to hear, because I think it's aspirational for other people to hear this and go, wait, okay, I'm not crazy. It's
1: absolutely, and the humanity of it, you know, knowing that we're moving forward as imperfect people doing our best. So the biggest trauma that I've worked through, and that has been really powerful for me, is learning that a lot of the negative beliefs that we tell ourselves, we're hearing them in our own voice, because that's how we hear our thoughts, right? It's us repeating back to ourselves. However, there's no thought in your brain that is original to you. When you're born, there's nothing at all that's imprinted on you. So it's why when you meet a six-year-old and a six-year-old says, I'm Superman, and they're, they insist on being called Superman because that's their new name, you can't program them otherwise because they've decided. And we still possess that same power. So when I was younger, you know, one of the things that was imprinted on me was that my dad had a big fear of, of going into certain spaces, like these spaces are only for the wealthy or these opportunities are only for people who look a certain way or have aspired to a certain thing. And that fear started showing up for me after I quit my job and I started being invited into spaces that were extremely un.
0: As a first time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps a bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs>
1: Minus the sweet chili. Familiar, not just for me, but for my historical bloodline. You know, my family, they're African immigrants. We typically don't go to the White House. You know what I mean? We typically, you know, didn't have meetings at boardrooms with senior executives of top channels, you know? So these sorts of places that were unfamiliar to me with no guide, you know, I was terrified. You know, I just wasn't sure if I knew how to be there or if I belonged. Uh, People, there weren't people there who looked like me. I was looking for the black women, you know, in the room and they just they just weren't there. Things are changing now, thankfully, but it's the truth of it. And um, so therapy actually helped me work through that, because what I realized was I was hearing words that were originally in my father's voice saying, We're not supposed to go there, you know, stay in your own place, like Mm -hmm. do the work that's expected of you, you know, play coy, play submissive, play quiet, you know, and I had to replace that saying, look, the same way those were given to me, I choose not to receive them and I'm going to replace it with my truth, which is. I belong there. I'm invited because I earned it. And more than anything, I'm going to go in there first. I'm going to hold open the door for the women behind me so that that way when they arrive, they're able to say, I belong here too. So, um, you know, when I think of like, a, you know, an Oprah Winfrey, before there was anyone called Oprah, you know, she was the first. I can only imagine what it was like introducing herself to a room full of men, you know, saying I'm Oprah, you know? And, uh, she's made it easier for me and I'm going to make it easier for the people behind me.
2: I love it. And that's what I love about your generation too. It's amazing. Cause I, cause I get why the older generation, um, Mm -hmm. that were the pioneers didn't necessarily want to share. They pretended they did, but they didn't because they were so scared because there was only so many slots. And I understand that.
1: Of course. I mean, it's like, I, it's, I get it. It's just that what's great is there's sort of a, uh, democratizing of the world of media and entertainment and messaging Mm -hmm. with social media. You know, we don't need permission, red tape, bureaucracy and paperwork in order to be great and put our message in the world. Now, that means, one, there's some social responsibility, right, to those who are given much, much is expected. So I'm very careful about the use of my platform because I do care about what I put out into the world because that's my legacy, However, I'm also grateful that I have a platform and I didn't have to wait until someone decided I was worthy enough to have one. I started doing the work and it became very quickly that people wanted to elevate that because the work I was doing was worthy.
2: I mean, trust me, you didn't want to be at the mercy of, listen, there's brilliant people in Hollywood. We see some great works come out, but Mm -hmm. for every brilliant one, I would say Half is probably being generous. I would say more than mm-hmm. half are I- idiots. They don't know Tell any the they don't yeah, know any better true. than we do. And mm-hmm. they've been guarding the gates. Yes. And I love with TikTok and all these other things, is now it's like, nope, I'll just put my stuff out there and let the people let the there. people decide. And it's it's nice that a lot of these people who have clogged the pipes for mm-hmm. so long and made tons of money clogging the pipes yes don't don't get me started um are now you know they're gonna find out it's gonna be a lot harder on them and i think um This is amazing. What's cool
1: about that is that we are also in a position where, uh, and I think we both are, you keep saying my generation, but I think we're cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways. We also recognize, and I teach a lot of the TikTokers and the wannabe YouTubers and the Gen Zers. You can't skip the work either, though. Do you know what I mean? So even though things are democratized- I'm glad you said it, not me.
2: I'm the the bad guy for saying it. Because I say like, guys, the one thing, I can give you the tips, the tricks, the hacks, and I'll Mm -hmm. give them to you for free. You got to show up. You got to do the work. I don't know. an easy. You know, I say, Nicole, I don't know an easy way. And if you do know the easy way, tell me so I can help other people. But I I still think it's it's one of the hardest things to achieve. Mm -hmm. And you have to put in the work.
1: Yeah, you got to be consistent. You got to keep showing up. When I tell people that I've written over 500 blog posts that I haven't gone 12 years without posting some piece of content on social media consistently, they're like, oh, that seems like a lot. Yeah, that's um, why I have a debt-free multi-million-dollar business because yeah. I do a lot of work. Wow, <laughs> you, you were
2: still a mom. Like that was. And by the way, that wasn't it. A blog? Oh, blogging a day, piece of cake. No, no, she it's was doing not. Everything. It's writing. It's yes. writing a news article every, every day and day. creating something. But then on top of it, Nicole, you're forgetting all the other work you do on <laughs> top of that. If that I were exfoliate,
1: all... I wear Spanx. Yeah, I moisturize right? my eye, I, my hair. I
2: get my <laughs> eyebrows done. I'm a very busy person, Kevin. Three kids <laughs> you take off the street. <laughs> Building a, bi- an, a business, working in corporate, oh, starring on a reality show. Like, I- I'm saying, like, you're doing even way more than that. And I-, I will tell you, when I see, when people envy the Instagram or the TikTok mm-hmm. or, or the YouTube star, I have to always step in. We have mm-hmm. people I work with go, oh, yeah, it must be nice that that's what makes all these millions. Oh, right, I go, right. If you knew the amount if of you, work, it's exhausting. Know. And I, I love my work and I work around the clock. But mm-hmm. if you told me I had to spend, 12 to 14 hour days making youtube videos of myself oh. Try i would hang myself you know, my, oh i couldn't
1: do it people say kim kardashian gets 200 000 for an instagram post oh my gosh that's so unfair i'm like do you know that she has to get mm. a full team to do her hair and makeup Everything. they have to set up it just so that it looks natural there's someone who comes in and it's, sets it up make sure that she isn't in violation of contracts by showing the wrong yes. labels and brands
2: it's a thing it's exhausting it's exhausting, it's exhausting and, and good for them. Cause that's, you know, what they want They're wired that way. But if you're, if that's what you want, you have to be willing to put that work in. And then right. if you're not willing to do that, be honest. So yes. then you're not bitter and jealous and negative. Like if you Absolutely. say, it's eh, not for me, you know?
1: Absolutely. I'd rather no, I hear, just,
2: yeah. yeah I rather just, um, God, like I think there's so much more we can talk about in business and, and sure. hopefully you'll come back. So we can. Anytime. All Boom. right. Nicole, this conversation will continue. Thank you so much. And yes. God bless. Well, you two are besties. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> you guys, that's going to conclude part one of our interview with Nicole Walters. But please stick around for part two, where we're going to go into marriage and motherhood while being a successful entrepreneur. So stay tuned.